And it's good to be in your house this morning. It's good to praise your name. And everyone said, Amen. Great to see you. Why don't you give your neighbor a high five as you take a seat this morning? Give you a very warm welcome to Activate. Wonderful to see you. And uh, we welcome home the Thailand team. We'll be hearing more from them. So let's give them a hand if some of them are here this morning. And a very special welcome to Ron and Gwen Golden, the former leaders of the movement. So let's put our hands together and welcome Ron and Gwen. Lovely to have you with us this morning. Very, very good indeed. And a special welcome also to Brent Weather, all the way from the Ukraine, who will be sharing with us later in our gathering. Great to have Brent with us. So that's fantastic. I'm excited about this morning. I really am because today is the launch of Global Mandate. Isn't that awesome? And over the next month and weeks following, we're going to be hearing about what God is doing through the life of Activate Church around the globe. It's going to be incredibly exciting. We're going to be in for a great ride. And at the end of our gathering, uh, Elska has the Global Mandate booklet to hand out. She won't even let me have a look at it. She said, Ray, you have to wait to the end of the gathering. So she says it's very good and I'm very excited to see it. So can we give a hand to Elska and the team? Did a fantastic job in preparing that, so thank you. Well, who's had a birthday, wedding anniversary over the last week? If you want to come out to the front and help yourself to a chocolate bar. Graham, wow. 31? 31, we'll go with 31. Hi, sweetie, how old are you? Six, wow. And Brenda, 31 too. 32, okay, okay, that's very good. Church, why don't we stand to our feet as we declare this prayer of blessing over them. Here we go. Father, thank you for your family. We declare blessing, health, favour, prosperity, purpose and protection over them this year. Activate your love and goodness through each one. In Jesus' name, amen. Let's give them a hand as they take a seat. Isn't it good to celebrate birthdays and anniversaries? It is. It's really, really good. And you get a chocolate bar as well. It's always good. So some highlights to share with you. Pastor Sheridan and Jan share their love and hellos to you. They're in uh, Brisbane at the moment, ministering at an apostolic church there. So if you could continue to hold them in their prayers, that would be good. And we have the School of Leadership, and I really encourage you to be part of this. It's commencing on the 9th of May, and that will be a wonderful time. And also today, we have the May newsletter that's been released. So if you don't have one of those, feel free to help yourself to one of those as you leave the gathering this morning. Well, I know what I'm going to do. What am I going to do? Reese gives me this funny, funny look. He goes, what are you going to do, Ray? Why don't you jump out of your seat? For 30 seconds. I know some of you are terrified right at this moment, but it's okay. It's okay. Why don't you go up to somebody and say, Hey, I'm Ray, I'm Jack, I'm Mary, I Joe, to somebody you don't know, and say hello to them. How's that? Just for 30 seconds. Go!
25, 26, 27, 28, 29, 30. Well done, church. Great stuff. Why don't you give yourselves a hand? That was excellent. Well done. Well, it's my pleasure to invite Dominique. She's going to come and read from Psalm 70. Is Dominique here? Here she comes. Thank you, Dominique. Looking forward to Yes, let's give her a hand as she comes. Good morning, everyone. Um, I am nervous, believe it or not, but God will give me the calmness. So let's just... Um, Think about this prayer as we read it and um, just get our reassurance from him. So Psalm 70, a psalm of David, asking God to remember him. Please God, rescue me. Come quickly, Lord, and help me. May those who try to kill me be humiliated and put to shame. May those who take delight in my trouble be turned back in disgrace. Let them be horrified by their shame, for they said... Ah, we've got him now. But may all those who search for you be filled with joy and gladness in you. May those who love your salvation repeatedly shout, God is great. But as for me, I am poor and needy. Please hurry to my aid, O God. You are my helper and my saviour, O Lord. Do not delay. And I pray today that each one of you will shout to God, for we are all needy, and He will not delay if you put the words out there. upon 
Father, we thank you for the words of the psalmist who said, we worship you in the beauty of holiness. Father, I thank you for the beauty, for the splendor, for your presence to come and before you, Lord, and to express our worship, to express our thanks and our gratitude. Lord, to give you all the honor, to give you all the praise. Father, we declare we love you. Jesus, we exalt you. Jesus, we thank you for your death and your resurrection that enabled us access into the very throne room of God. Father, thank you for your embrace of each one of us in Jesus' name. We worship you, Lord. We thank you, Father. We honor you. We adore you. sharing with somebody this morning I, the Lord gave me this wonderful revelation that I worship my best friend my best friend is Jesus and I worship him and I exalt him and all that's within me praises him for he is great and mighty he has a name above every other name that in His name every knee will bow and every tongue confess that Jesus Christ is Lord. And Jesus, we praise You. We exalt You, Lord. We lift You on high. Be exalted in this place this morning. Thank You, Jesus. We exalt You. We praise You. We worship You. Be glorified. Be exalted now and forevermore. In Jesus' name. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Father, I pray your presence would continue to refresh and revitalize every one of us, Lord. Father, for those of us that are feeling a little bit weary and tired, Father, I pray that your divine energy, Lord, would infuse with fresh vigor and vitality, Lord fresh energy from on high. Father, we thank you that you never tire or grow weary. Lord, you're full of abounding energy. And Father, we pray for your enthusiasm. Lord, your joy, your strength to be the portion of every one of us, Lord, of our families, of our children, of our grandchildren, Lord. Father, may your presence overflow from us, bringing life wherever we go. Jesus' precious name, we ask these things. And everyone said, Amen. Amen. God bless you. Isn't it great to worship God? There's nothing quite like it, is there? Is there, church? No. Oh, thank you. There is nothing quite like worshiping God. And you can worship God anywhere at any time. It doesn't have to be for a long period of time, it can even be for 30 seconds. 
just taking some time out and just focusing your attention on, on Jesus. Isn't that good to do? I've found that he, he is the source of all life. There is no one with more life than Jesus. And when His life is in us and flying from us, we're alive. And God wants us to be alive with who He is because it brings encouragement and life to those around us. And that's what Global Mandate is about. It's about the life of Jesus flowing through us to others that they might find the life of Jesus themselves. And so on that note, I want us to put our hands together to warmly welcome Brent as he comes this morning. And all the way from the Ukraine. And uh, I always love having Brent with us. Brent has been part of Eastside, when I say Eastside because that's what it was when Brent was here, like for millennia. I mean, just a, Hamilton Apostolic Church, that shows you how long ago it was. And it's wonderful to have Brent come from time to time and share what's happening, what was in Russia, now in the Ukraine and with the camps and so forth. And we so appreciate your ministry, so thank you. They took away the clock. Oh, no, there it is. Good, good. I just have to... Yeah, I can see it now. Um, gosh, wasn't that... I was just thinking about that song that we just sung, about how we're worshipping um, God, like uh, we're passionately wanting to connect with God um, and worship Him and live our life connected with Him. But I don't know about you, but like when... Like I have some friends who are passionate about rugby. I'm not that passionate... You know, I saw, the, I saw the lights of the stadium when I was driving in from Auckland yesterday, you know, and the Chiefs apparently played okay, um, but didn't do that well. But some people are passionate about it. They get together and they're passionate about the things that their friends are passionate about. You know, it just it's kind of an infectious thing. What's God passionate about? Because I, I think that, that our passions are kind of connected with that, aren't they? That, that why am I talking, this is not what I'm doing and I'm running out of time already. I've already used one minute. Um, but if, but if God is passionate, you know, he's about us. Yes, he is. He's passionate about us. We're not the only ones on the planet. And, and our passions for not only the rest of Hamilton, not only the rest of New Zealand, but the rest of the world, this is what drives God's thinking. I don't know what you think about what God thinks about when he wakes up in the morning. Does God wake up in the morning? Um, but what does God think about? He's thinking about people. I think about computers, I think about timetables, I think about all kinds of things. I'm trying to get my head around thinking about the things that God thinks about. Um, let me just share with you a little bit more about um, Ukraine and about what I'm doing there. Um, and uh, as a little portion of what you do in Ukraine. I just want to emphasize that, that you're actually doing something in Ukraine. I happen to be there, but this church is, is very much, and has been for a long, long time, very much part of that. So as I'm telling these stories, these stories are your stories. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to just introduce uh, a video. Um, we actually had Caleb um, Young and, uh, and his wife. They were here in the church for a while. They're now in Aussie. They came over and made a video for us. Um, so, uh, but before I do that, just have to highlight this, because my boss says I must promote. I'm a... I'm a um, a, a, a heartless promoter of, if you want to go with a mission organization by the end of this, if you're thinking at the end of the month, you know, and you're fired up about missions, consider this one. Okay. <laughs> We're, just remember the one. Okay. Um, but let's have a look at this video. This is a country with a lot of history. A thousand years of Christian history. It's a country that suffered a lot. So all of those things kind of provide a background 
to a deeper thinking about life, the meaning of life. The students I work with are very unique from the other people I've met around the world. Um, they are very uh, nationalistic. Uh, they believe in their country and they believe that they can make a difference in the world in the future. I think a, a lot of Ukrainians would say, uh, I'm a Christian because I was born in Ukraine. Ukraine's a Christian country. Although there were 70 years of Soviet atheism, so there's plenty of people that still kind of have more of a scientific atheistic view and would, you know, are skeptical of anything religious. Uh, there is uh, some generation actually which is, uh, was born in the Soviet Union and their views on religion and on the faith is a little bit different. My generation, we grown up in, in free Ukraine where like Christianity weren't condemned as much as in the Soviet Union. But still, like, I think we are influenced by how our parents grown up. I just see a lot of potential for, for a lot of these young people that we're working with, especially when they get turned on to the Lord. It's exciting to see them get passionate about you know, sharing their faith with others or, 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 or growing themselves. Our ministry kind of begins with a, an English focus. Most of the people we work with are university students from the age of 18 to 25. We've used English language just because that's an easy way to connect with a lot of people here. We have uh, English camps in the summertime. It's a wonderful environment where they can just spend 10 days with a foreigner. Some of them walk away with a new understanding of God, a better English, and the excitement to come back to next year's camp. We love to see them come initially just because they want to practice their English, but by the end many of them become quite spiritually interested. Our English clubs, that's another way we've had invitation into several universities. So they're English, again, an opportunity for students who already know English to practice their English. I stopped believing God in some period of time in my life. Then we went to English club that brand leads and I went there like probably more than a year and then I went to English camp and that's how I started like my new traveling I would say. Those that are more spiritually interested will um, organize life groups for them. Yeah life group is the phrase that we use to describe church but not church like most people think. Usually when people hear like Christianity they they think about building and, and uh, rules. And when they hear about how our life groups goes, that we don't have those strict rules that they don't understand. We're just friendly people that if you want, they, we, might, we can tell you about God, but if you don't want, we, we will just try to be a friend. We would like to tell our supporters thank you for years of faithfulness, for prayer and friendship. I'm very aware that there is a whole team of people who have given sacrificially and financially and have got a sense that God's calling them to impact Ukraine. So any story we share, anything that's done, I mean, it's their stories too. It'd be neat to see in heaven, they'll meet Ukrainians that are there because of their partnership. Prayer support is essential. I think it's really important to uh, get all the prayer updates that um, Randy and Shelley and Brett and Kevin send out. They can support it by helping fund these missionaries and then also if they do choose to come here. There may be people that you know who would like to have the experience of coming for camp. Every summer we recruit teams to come and help at English camp. 
and you don't have to be an English teacher to do that. You just come, uh, if you're willing to let God love Ukrainians through you, that's the, really the only requirement. You speak English like a native speaker and want to love Ukrainians, uh, come. We can use you. Jesus actually told us only to do a few very simple things. He said, love God, you know, love your neighbors, and make disciples. And that's kind of formed the core of our ministry. And if we can see that re reproduced in the lives of Ukrainians, then we'll let loose the, uh, a reproducing cycle that will transform this community. As I said, I'm promoting, you saw about camp, and we are after some people still. Um, we put together uh, two camps, July and August. We have August is pretty much covered, but we're looking for some young women, maybe two, um, one or two. Young women, what I mean by that is from 17 up to uh, young 80s, okay? Uh, we'll take you even a... <laughs> In the younger bracket might be quite good. But anyway, if you're thinking about that, speak to me after. I, or go out on that little table by the coffee machine. Um, I have some brochures there about that. So we're looking to recruit. If you're thinking, man, I would like to be over there, then, then be with us. Come Anyway, uh, yeah, it's, it's a bit of a rush. It's only two months away, but we can do it. Uh, God can do amazing things. He got me to Russia in two months. Um, so just to kind of review a couple of things in, in our ministry. This is what I would say, this one word would describe what we're trying to do, make disciples. Jesus had a lot to say about that. We are disciples, I hope. I was over with Phil Underwood. He obviously hasn't taught. Some of you know Phil. He was the original pastor here when I came here in 1988. Well, actually, it was over in, in Gray Street. And uh, I went to his church and I said, how many people here are disciples? Nobody put up their hand. I'm thinking, Phil, what are you teaching people? He says, Ask them if they're Christians. I said, are you anybody Christians? Everybody put their hands up. Okay. But Jesus talked more about disciples. Um, so we're making disciples, a follower of Jesus. And we've, as we've said, we kind of do those through our English conversation clubs and our summer English camps, and then with using our life groups. Um, I just want to highlight this guy. He was in the video. Do you remember him? This is my mate, Vadim. And uh, he, he came to English club um, and he's really nice guy, um, pretty full-on. He wants to be successful in life. He, he wanted to be successful in business, wanted to be successful as a human being and, and have good marriage and all of those things. Um, but he told me pretty early on that he did not believe in God. He had already tried. As he said in the video, I gave up believing in God at some point in my life. He went to some Sunday school thing, and they said about hell. And he decided, ah, if God's all about hell, I'm not interested. Um, so for a long time, he came. He was quite active. Uh, then he didn't come for about a year, then showed up. I mean, that's what we often find. People come, they go, they kind of still keep connected a little bit. He came along to camp. At the end of camp, we kind of push the gospel. We, we really do. We make it pretty clear by the end of camp what the gospel means. He was a little bit interested, but still not anywhere near a decision. He then started to come to life group, okay, for... For several months, actually, he came to a retreat. Our retreat was on the spiritual gifts. And we were having all these discussions about spiritual gifts. And I'm sitting here thinking, we had three non-Christians. We had Lisa, our atheist. Some of you know about Lisa. Our hardened atheist, she was there. We're thinking, well, until you... My theology, my understanding of spiritual gifts, you only get spiritual gifts when you get the Spirit of God. You, know, you only get the Spirit of God when you become a disciple of Jesus. These people weren't. So anyway, I think, what do we do? So I met with Vadim. We kind of separated out the... Let all the Christians do their thing together. And we thought we'd better just meet kind of one-on-one -on -one with the non-Christians to let them know this, 
this sounds good and everything, and you've got talents that God's given you, etc., but you actually don't have any spiritual gifts because you, you haven't invited Jesus into your life to be your Lord yet, okay? Um, and it was so interesting because he's, he's like, yeah, I know. I know. Yeah, I haven't done that. Um, I, I know that I'm not a Christian yet. I, I've, I'm learning. I'm slow. When we went through the gospel presentation again, about a month later, he comes along to life group and answers a question in such a way you think, something's happened. <laughs> and he had said, yes, I decided finally to make a decision to follow Jesus. So that was a, probably a two-and-a-half-year process. How many people have been through a two-and-a-half-year process in your life? <laughs> Some of us have been on a long journey, isn't it? Some people, it was like, seemed like it was quick. You know, but what I'm finding with a lot of Ukrainians, it's, it's kind of a long journey. Um, so here he is, actually, in English club. So that was long. He had long hair. See at the back there? That's Vadim. Um, and so that was really at the beginning. Um, actually, several of these people have since become Christians. Um, this guy, he's on the way. He's, he, I've known him for five, six years now. Uh, Genka is his name. Um, yeah, we're... Oh, anyway, everybody's got a story, sorry. <laughs> and these people I've come to love. Uh, he came to our camp. So this is kind of what camp looks like. Here they are up close. Um, so they're all beautiful-looking people, and uh, some of them are believers, some of them aren't. If you come to camp, you'll help some believers to grow stronger. You'll help some people that aren't believers to become believers, and you might help some people who've never really thought seriously about God start thinking about God. That's what camp's about. That's kind of what our whole ministry is about, really. Um, this is life group. We're planning to make disciples and gather people into church. Okay? Um, I think church is, and, and, and Christian life is a team thing. I don't know how you see it. I've tried living my Christian life by myself, and I fall over flat every time I try and do that. It's got to be lived with people. Now, there's a big group of people here. You know, I know that you've got activate groups. I hope you're involved with some people, and I'm going to talk about that a little bit later. Um, so here we are. This is my church. People say, where do you go to church? Well, I don't have to go very far because where all those people are sitting here, that's my bed on that couch. So I sleep on a couch and uh, just roll out of bed, bring over the table. It's good, though. You don't have to come to a special building. The rent is very low. Uh, just have the major cost is cups of tea. And we just get together, worship God, praise God, um, interact, share one another's faith, do a Bible discussion. All of those... Um, except our resident atheist, some of you know Lisa. Here, she comes to church. This is our super aggressive atheist. Um, if you want to know about her, you're going to have to come back in two years and hear the rest of the story. Um, but here's Vadim. So he's one of our key guys um, that comes along every Sunday, committed, um, really wanting to grow in the Lord. Um, we've got kind of four of these groups at the moment. We're looking for hundreds, I don't, know, I don't know what my vision is, just lots and lots. We want to transform the whole of Kiev. It's a city of three and a half million, so we've got quite a lot to do. Um, you can come over and help, please. Um, but this is kind of the core of the people who are involved in our life groups on a pretty regular basis. Okay, some are Christians, some aren't Christians yet. Um, some have been Christians for quite a long time. Some are just starting to dabble their feet in the water. Um, our theme is actually dive in. That's kind of our, we talk about diving into the life with Jesus, we talk about diving into the life with um, each other, and we talk about diving into sharing the life. Okay, some people just dabble their feet in Christianity. Nah, get right in. Um, so this is kind of a group of, we don't call them leaders. Um, they wanted to be called themselves, call themselves encouragers. Because in, in Russian, the word to lead, the verb to lead, is rukavadit. It's two words put together. Rukar is your hand. 
Vedit is to control, like when you drive your car, you vedit your car. Okay? So ruka vedit is control with your hand, which means sit down and shut up, you stand up, you do this, no, you stop doing that, that's ruka vedit. That's, that's lead in Russian thinking, okay? And Ukrainian thinking, kind of that soviet kind of bossy, you do this and you do that. They didn't want to be like that, and Jesus doesn't want us to be like that. I've been in churches like that, have you? <laughs> um, with that kind of leadership. Um, I'm really excited about what's developing in the lives of some of these. These are all ones who've said, I not only want to grow in my own faith, I also want to help others grow. So some of these are leading their own groups. Um, like, I'm here. So my group, my church is where I go. It's the church at Brent's house. It's not my church. Um, it's their church. I'm away. When I go back, I'll go back to my church. Um, we do sometimes get together and do like a bigger church thing. I call this big church. Okay, we have little church, simple church we kind of call it. Um, this is big church. Occasionally we do that. They just did it for Easter actually. They had an Easter, pre-Easter service on uh, Palm Sunday to invite family and friends to come along. They organized the whole thing. I'm so excited about that now that we're starting to hand over much, much, much more um, leadership uh, or they're just taking it on board. Uh, we sometimes have retreats, so kind of a weekend escape. Um, and now they're much more involved in organizing that. Time for deeper study of the scriptures, um, deeper time to interact and build friendships. I mentioned this girl when I first came in March, Yulia. And um, I talked about she was the one who came in and told her church that she didn't love them anymore. Do you remember? Anybody here when I told that story? I don't love you anymore. Okay? Um, it was all a bit, oh, whoa, whoa, what's going on? Um, turned out that she was just serious about loving people, and um, she had read the scripture about love, several scriptures, and was really convicted, what is my, does my life actually match the kind of life that Jesus is describing? And so I'm going to teach you some Russian, okay, to help drive home a point. This is Russian. Some of the letters look the same as English letters, some just confuse you. So an A is an A and a T is a T. Okay, and this word we pronounce, slishit. So everybody say, slishit. Slishit. Okay, the wheels home group, you yell loud because you've already learnt this. Slishit. Slishit. Okay, it might seem strange that the C, like, that this, is pronounced S, but that's not weird because in English we do the same. See? So, so every time you see a C in Russian, in fact, some of you remember this. I always thought, I collected stamps, I'm thinking, why is it that the Soviet Union has CCCP on their stamps. Ah, but then I went there and discovered it's SSSR. P is an R in Russian. Okay, so it's the Soyuz Sovietsky Socialistic Republic. Okay, the USSR. Anyway, our word slish it. Slish it. Everybody say slish it. What does it mean? Oh, wait a moment. There's another word. Sorry. Before we get on to meanings, this word is only one letter difference. Slush it. Slush it. So slush it. Slush it. Okay? Only one letter difference, one sound difference, but all the difference in the world in meaning. This word with the letter, this is a letter, these two letters together. It's the letter ui. 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 You kind of go e, but then you swallow it. Ui. So it's slush it. Slush it. It means to hear. To hear. Okay? Now some of, I'm going to get a bit sexist here, because this, this happens in homes quite regularly, especially with sports-watching men. Because when men watch the rugby, 
and their wives come in to say something to them, they're hearing her, aren't they? Okay? They're hearing like a noise. This is the, this is the word for, oh, I can hear whatever that thing is, you know, the air conditioning going. I can hear little baby cry. I can hear these noises. Okay, that's hearing. Okay? So this is what men do when they're watching a rugby. They hear. Okay, but this word slushit, what does it mean? One letter difference, but all the meaning, all the difference in meaning in the world. It means to listen. So that man watching the rugby, he's hearing, <laughs> but he ain't listening. <laughs> There's a big difference. Hearing is just passive, isn't it? It's just noise. You know, it's just sounds coming into your ears. Listening, that's something very, very different. That is concentrated. That is, I am trying to understand what you're saying so I can respond. I'm thinking about it. I'm processing things. That's active. Okay? Jesus talked a lot about these two words. Okay? To hear or to listen. In fact, he said this. Oh, no. Before I do that, let me add one more thing. I've forgotten even what, I'm, what uh, slides I've got up here. Russian, I think, is very, very fascinating because languages often open up a whole culture and an understanding of how people think. If you take the word slushit, which means to listen, and add two letters... Okay? The two letters are sia. So slushitsa, slushitsa. Okay, so slushit is to listen, but if you add this, it's actually a reflective verb, means apply it to yourself. Listen and apply it to yourself. It means to obey. Interesting, eh? That the word to listen and the word to obey are connected. They're the, the same root word. But Jesus talked about that. Bible scholars, can you finish this sentence? Okay, this is something Jesus said. You thought Jesus was a nice guy. Let's see what he actually says. He says, everyone who hears these words of mine and does not do them will be like a what? Come on, Bible scholars. House built on the sand. Who agrees? Almost. Almost. Close, but no cigar. It's, he's, in the very, he's in the right ballpark. But Jesus doesn't say a house built on the sand. We know that because the, the rains came down and the floods came up. You know, I learned that song in Sunday school. But Jesus says this. Anyone who hears these words of mine, this is actually at the end of the Sermon on the Mount. So he's actually preached a whole big thing and talked about a lot of different things. And then he finishes with this. Those people have heard these words of mine and do not do them is like a fool. Whoa. You thought Jesus was nice. Who builds his house on the sand? Somebody who, he says, somebody who does these words is a wise man. Like a wise man who builds his house on the rock. But if you listen, church could be a dangerous place. Reading the Bible could be a dangerous thing for you. Because Jesus says, if you read here passively these words and don't do them, you're like a foolish person. His brother James is even worse. James writes this. Do not merely listen to the word and so deceive yourselves. This is getting a bit preachy, sorry. <laughs> but we could be sitting here or reading our Bible or having discussions with people at our Activate groups or something, getting all kinds of understanding and knowledge, but are we actually doing what it says? Here's something Jesus told us to do. And, and of course, I'm a missionary, so I've got to have this verse in here. And this is mission's mandate, okay? And this is our mission's mandate, okay? Jesus said to go 
into all the world, make disciples of all people, of all nations, um, baptizing them and teaching them to obey. Interesting, teaching them to obey everything that I've commanded you. Not teaching them to know everything. Okay, big difference. So how does it work in ours? This is Shelley. So she, you saw her in the video, um, the, Randy's wife. She works with Yulia, meets with her every day, every week, once a week. So they started going through some booklets and some simple discipleship stuff. Um, then, and Yulia's been a Christian for two years now. So what does Yulia do? Every week she meets with Nastia. What does she do? She just goes through exactly what she learned with Shelley and passes it on to Nastia. Unfortunate name, isn't it? <laughs> Nastia. Nastier. Nastier than who? Um, it's actually short for a very, very beautiful Russian name that we abuse. We mess up all Russian names as Kiwis. The name is Anastasia. See? Nastier. Anastasia. Nastier. Anastasia. We say Anastasia. Who's the president of Russia at the moment? What's his first name? Vladimir? No. Vladimir? Boris Yeltsin? No. Buddies? We get the emphasis on the wrong syllable. You've got to get it on the right syllable. <laughs> Otherwise, it doesn't work. So this is just kind of how I see discipleship working. And so um, I actually don't have time to talk through it. Can I just very quickly? This picture is a year ago. I took these, went with these three girls to a simple church conference. Okay? And uh, they met a whole lot of different people from some other cities. But then this year, only a month ago, um, they were involved, so Yulia, Yulia and Darina you saw on the video, those two uh, were involved, invited to be involved in organizing this youth conference. 60 people came, 60 young people. So these are girls that have only been you know, walking in the Lord a few, just a few years. Well, Yulia only two years. She actually led one of the sessions. I love the topic she chose. I don't know if she chose it or they chose it for her, but this was her topic. Do you go to church or do you be the church? Whoa, good topic. I love that topic. Do you go to church? No, you don't go to church. You are the church. Let's get our language and our thinking right. Anyway, a little preach there, sorry. And here's, here's little Nastia leading a discussion group. So she's been a Christian for a year. Praise God, I just, I'm excited about this. And I just want to share one thing. This, the guy, American missionary who was also involved in this conference, he wrote to Randy and I, or to our team, and he said, Brent, I want, and Randy, you know, the team, I want to encourage you that you can be proud of your spiritual daughters because of the way that they're involved in the organizing committee of this thing, the way that they presented themselves, the way that they understood the gospel, and, and all their presentations were so good. But I would, I'm actually going to pass it on to you. They're, they're part of your spiritual heritage too, as Activate Church, because you're part of my thing, and I'm part of theirs. That's kind of how the kingdom of God works. I love this picture. It's a picture of Christianity, I think. People helping people. Which one are you? Which one are you? Just You don't have to tell me. Yell it out. You can think in your own head. Which one are you? Are you the one helping or are you the one being helped? I've had people yell out and they kind of go, oh, kind of both. So maybe the better picture is this one. And you're the one in the middle. And I suggest that to think about your life as, who do I have helping me? It can't be Pastor Sheridan, Pastor Ray, you know, and... Um, the people in leadership here, they can't know everybody here. You know, you, do you have two or three? May not even be your Activate group. That's maybe still too many people. Do you have one or two, three people who know you, who know what makes you happy, who knows what makes you sad, who knows what makes, is making you sad today? 
knows what you just read in the scripture and is struggling to apply in your life? Do you have those kinds of people? And often people go, yeah, I kind of do. But they forget to pass it on to somebody else. And they're just kind of sitting there, yeah, me, 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 me. I'm the center of my own Christian universe. I was like that for years and years and years. I had no thought that I should be passing this on to somebody else. Do you have somebody, maybe somebody at work, not a Christian yet, nudging them towards getting to know Jesus? Maybe it is somebody. Maybe it's somebody else in your Activate group. Maybe it's somebody here that's a little, little less further along the way than you in your Christian walk, and you can help them in some way. So I just leave that with you, just those thoughts um, about Ukraine, about life in general, about missions in general and what we could be doing here locally, Hamilton-wise, New Zealand-wise, global-wise, Ukraine-wise. If you want some more of me, you can get me on your refrigerator, go to the, the hub there. I have a sign-up sheet. If you don't get my emails and you want to hear more, you want to be more active, involved in prayer and what we're doing, then grab me. Thank you. Thank you, Brent. Isn't that inspiring? Really, really good. I, I love this whole concept of discipleship. I, um, who likes sharing their faith with people they don't know? Okay. Not, I, um, I try and share my faith with people. And uh, I'm not saying that I'm always perfect about it, but I've found when you ask the Lord, Lord, give me an opportunity today to share my faith with somebody, uh, usually an opportunity opens up. And uh, so I've been praying that with a little bit more further than this last week. And uh, I was having a coffee with a guy I've only met two or three times. I've been doing a little bit of work with. Uh, he doesn't go to church at all. And I, I prayed to him that more. And Lord, give me the opportunity to share my faith. And um, as I was having this coffee with this guy, I thought, is this the guy? And are we going to have a faith conversation? And then he starts making statements like this. I just don't know what's wrong with the world. And I'm going, oh, flip. <laughs> Lord, you do answer prayer. Uh, do I have to have this conversation? <laughs> you know what it's like. And um, so I thought, yeah, I'm going to step into it. And so we began a faith conversation. And he was um, telling me about reincarnation and his thoughts about that and and uh, he didn't use that word, but I said, look, what you're you know, expressing to me is, sounds like in, uh, reincarnation. He said, oh, yeah, but I don't believe in that. So what do you believe in? And, and of course, our faith conversation started, and I was talking about creation and how I believe that not only has God given us life in this world, but in the world to come. And it was going very, very good. And he said, look, I'd like to carry on the conversation. I've, I've got to go to another meeting. But if you ask the Lord to give the opportunities... I don't know where this opportunity is going to go with this guy, but I'm praying for him that he'll find faith in Jesus. And if every one of us takes the opportunity to be a missionary just as um, Brent is in the Ukraine, look how our world could be changed. I love what you said about activate groups and small groups. And if you're not part of a small group, can I really encourage you to be one? In the newsletter uh, that's been handed out this morning, <clears throat> you'll see there is the opportunity for you to be part of one. And it says activate groups. Uh, if you'd like to be part of one, there's an email to contact, and certainly people can be in contact with you about that. But I really encourage you to form those closer and close relationships that, as Brent has shared, 
that someone can be helping you and you're helping somebody else. And I think it's a wonderful cycle that Jesus wants to see in his church. And we can all be part of that. Isn't that cool? Yeah. So here's a couple of action points that you may consider. If you're not part of an Activate group, take the opportunity to send in an email, maybe tap somebody on the shoulder and say, hey, could I be part of your group? And give it a go. And then secondly, can I encourage you to begin praying, Lord, where can I have faith conversations that are real for me that you can open up for me? And the way that I have a faith conversation with somebody will be different to you because we're all different people. Now, for some of you, you may see somebody who's not looking too well, and simply you might say, can I pray for you? That's cool. That's absolutely cool. There's um, other people, I, I think of a, uh, an evangelist who's based in the Christ Church, Apostolic Church, or Acts Church. He's been here before. His name is Cheers uh, Chittle. And uh, he will get up in the supermarket or in a cafe, and he will stand up on the tables. He does this. You can see it. It's on YouTube. And you go, excuse me, excuse me, everybody. I've got some good news to tell you. And he didn't know anybody. And everybody's thinking, oh, my goodness, what's this weirdo doing? And he'll get up and he'll share the good news about Jesus. So um, there's not many people like that. We're probably going, yeah, I'm pleased there's not many people like that. But we all can be disciple makers in the way that God has shaped us. And so I, I want to encourage you, church, as we embrace global mandate, that being a disciple maker is not just what we do through supporting Brent with prayer and going and, and sowing our finances, but it's something we can do here right in our very own city, in our very own neighborhoods. So shortly we're going to have a video um, that Elska has put together. It's very brief, but I just want to draw your attention to these wonderful um, banners that um, Elska and the team have put together. So we have over here is Global Mandate Indonesia and Thailand. In the booklet, you'll see uh, more detail about what is happening in Indonesia and in Thailand. And the team has just returned from having an awesome time in Thailand, and we'll hear more from them in the weeks ahead. Also, Global Mandate in India, there's a significant work that Activate Church is doing uh, in India. It's very exciting. It is just amazing to see the churches that are planting uh, and being planted and expanded. Uh, it's, it's really, really encouraging. Of course, with the McAllisters in Hong Kong and um, with Anna and Nam in Vietnam. So wonderful things that are happening there. Over on the other side, <clears throat> we have Global Mandate Europe. Uh, with what's happening over there. We'll hear more about that in the coming weeks. Africa, we'll hear more about that. And of course, Global Mandate, it's our part that we're playing at home. And isn't it exciting to be part of what God is doing? Yeah, it is really, really exciting. And um, there's a psalm. Would you better bring up Psalm 117, verse 1 and 2? Just want to finish on this. This psalm is the smallest psalm, the smallest chapter in the whole Bible. It's only two verses long. And um, two chapters over, Psalm 119 is the longest psalm in the Bible. It's got like a million verses. Well, well not that many, but it's got a lot of verses. And when we do the psalm reading and we try and read a chapter a day, it's going to take the whole day to get through Psalm 119. But Psalm 117 says, Praise the Lord, all you nations, 
Praise Him, all you people of the earth. For He loves us with unfading love. The Lord's faithfulness endures forever. Praise the Lord. The Hebrew word for praise the Lord is hallelujah. Hallelujah. And I think of the Leonard Cohen song, Hallelujah. Well, I won't even try and sing it on. Maybe you could sing it with me. This is the Leonard Cohen song. Check, check. Here we go. Hallelujah. 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 That word, hallelujah, praise the Lord. When this psalm was first written, the people would have thought, hallelujah, praise the Lord around the world. It's maybe a thought too far. We don't know who wrote this psalm. But the very first word of it, hallelujah, can we have verse one back up again? Is hallelujah, this is in Hebrew, hallelujah, Yahweh. It's the very first part of it. And what the writer is saying Here is something very personal. The name Yahweh is the most personal name of God. When a person praises the Lord, you could read this as a command, praise the Lord, but the psalmist is saying, my relationship with God is so alive. All I want to do is praise Him. In my country of Israel, where this is written, I want all the nations of the world going hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Praise Him, all you people. Praise Him our neighborhoods, praise them in our cities, praise them in our schools. Let the sound of hallelujah come forward. Why? Because He loves us with unfading love and He is faithful. Verse 2, it goes, praise the Lord, hallelujah. And it's very interesting when this was written hundreds of years before Jesus touched the earth, after Jesus' resurrection, the apostle Paul and the disciples, his co-workers, pick up the song, praise the Lord. They travel north into what is now modern Syria, and they're declaring, praise the Lord, hallelujah. The gospel goes into modern Turkey, travels through there, praise the Lord. And over into Greece, northern Greece, Macedonia, first church in Europe, Philippi, what are they saying? Praise the Lord. There's 195 nations in the world. Many of them are saying, hallelujah. That's global mandate and work. And we have a part to sing that song because of our relationship with God that others might find God to be loving and God to be faithful because that's who He is. Isn't that exciting to be part of? So why don't we sing hallelujah one more time? And we're going to close with this. If you have a need for prayer ministry, we invite you to come forward. We'd love to stand with you in prayer. Thank you for being purposed in your giving. And we really appreciate your gifts into the life of the church and in global mandate. And also, if you are visiting, if this is your first or second time, we invite you to help yourself to a visitor's pack. Just as you leave the auditorium, there you'll find some, uh, a free coffee card. And uh, if you'd like to leave some details with us, we'd love to be in contact with you. So why don't we sing a couple of hallelujah through a couple of times. Oh. Hallelujah. Hallelujah, hallelujah, we sing hallelujah, hallelujah.
Hallelujah, 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 Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Turn to the person next to you and say hallelujah. Praise you. Thank you, Lord. God bless you. Enjoy your afternoon. Do collect a global mandate booklet. You're going to enjoy it. It's a fantastic read. And look forward to seeing you next week. God bless.
make some declarations tonight. We're decreeing and declaring some things in the spirit. The only thing in the world that's reliable is the word of God. Everything else is unreliable. That's why we declare this.
Yes. Check, 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 left ear. Yeah, it's cool. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Some in my ears. Yeah, can you play that back in track again? Thank you. That's good. Thank you. So, verse, verse, chorus, verse, three, chorus, one, chorus, two. I can't hear you, sorry. Can you put a little bit of you in my ears? I love to hear your voice. It's great. Yeah, that's great. Great. Yeah, it's better. It's great. That's great. Yeah, we can do a song. Yeah, what song do we want to do, guys? Should we do Joy? Yeah. Give me some feedback, guys. Should we do Joy? Is it? Yes. Josh. <laughs> yeah, let's do Joy. That's good. Joy is good. I've only got keys at the moment. Can I have? Yeah. Can I just have? 
Yes, in the key of A. Joy. Okay, A. Transpose. Turn it all around. That's better. Yes. Yeah. 
So sick.
please have a bit more of keys in her channel. And can I have a, in her avion? And can I have acoustic in my fold back, please? Can I have acoustic in my fold back, please? I did not. I did not. Yes. So rude. Of course you are. Um, oh, Owen. Well, Owen was going to do... Yes, yeah, sorry. We'll, we'll do it. I'm just going to check. Um, no, we're not finished, Reese.
Okay. Just remember to hold that, that last note, um, and then we go in. That's it. That's good. Good, folks. Good, good, good. Well done, team. Yeah, cool. Joy.
Good morning, church. How's everyone doing this morning? Great, Dad. that one again. Hang on. Good morning, church. How's everyone doing this morning? Hey, guys, give me a wave if you can hear me. There's a couple that can hear me. There we go. Who's excited to be at church this morning? Awesome. Who's excited for the presence of God in this place this morning? A couple, two, three over there. Okay, who's excited for the presence of God in this place this morning? That's why we're here, guys. We're not here for the songs. We're here for God. So why don't you stand to your feet, put on the, if there is a cloak of praise and joy. There you go. Awesome. And we'll get our clap on this morning. God's worthy to be praised. How many people believe that this morning? Wow. Tap on the shoulder with the person next to you. Give them a shake and say, God is worthy of praise. Amen. There we go. So how many people think God is worthy of praise this morning? There we go. There's a few more. Awesome. All right. So get our clap on. This is how we start. We warm the body up. We sing. Sing